Hey, Armstrong and Getty here. And the real estate market is about as crazy as it's ever been. I mean, it's just none of the old rules apply anymore. Everything's different. You gotta, you, you need expert advice. And there will be a new set of new rules next week, too, probably. That's why you have to get great real estate representation, good or bad or mediocre, will no longer do. Give Robert Millward a call. Robert's with Intero Real Estate now at 204-9493. Maybe you're thinking about selling. What's your house worth? Get a good solid number instead of a wild guess. Maybe you're not upside down anymore because, as Jack said, the rules are changing. Who can get approved for a short sale? Who can get approved for a mortgage? Call 204-9493, 204-9493. Talk to the only guy I'd use or go to JoeGettysRealtor.com. That's JoeGettysRealtor.com. Uh, the weird thing about my relationship with Rice is we were actually pretty good friends when I was a political donor writing checks to the RNC. Mm-hmm. But once I became part of the administration or was about to enter the administration, uh, for whatever reason, it was a little more adversarial. Now, you uh, thought he was uh, one of the leakers. I did. Okay. Yeah. He's gone, mm-hmm. right? Who's leaking now? Is it Steve Bannon? Well, I've said that. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, say I've been now. Pretty, say it to these Listen, people, I've been pretty it? open about that. <laughs> let me, is let Steve me, Bannon let me explain a leaker? Okay, but, I said he was, and I obviously got caught on tape saying he was, so I have no problem saying that. Okay. But, is he going to be gone in a week? That's up to the president. But what do you me, think? What do you explain. think? What does the mooch think? Well, if it was, it was up to me, he would be gone. Okay. But it's not up to me. On a number of occasions, Colbert says, Say it like the mooch would say it. Say it like the mooch, which is really repugnant anti-Italian stereotyping. I would say... Would you say uh, it? Say it like the say, mooch. Say it like the mooch. What does that mean? I think he meant, you know, say he used the nasty language that he used with the New Yorker guy. Wow, so it's either anti-Italian racism or uh, some sort of obscene pandering. (laughs) Hope you're proud of yourself, whatever network (laughs) employs him. Um, uh, Yeah, so that's not helping anything. Having people going on late night talk shows talk about who ought to be fired and who shouldn't. (laughs) Wow. Trump picks his, uh, got to think uh, harder when he picks his various friends. Mooch was going to help his life. Oh, boy. I don't think he has. Oh, God. You you know what I hate? Hmm. It's time for what Joe hates. We have the theme music ready? (laughs) God, I hate nostalgia. I was walking. I, was I in, used to like nostalgia. I remember when I did. It was a good time. <laughs> those were great times. When I liked nostalgia, boy, those were good times. But I hate it now. I stand there and you're getting a little uh, caffeine juice, and CNN's pushing their '90s series. Right. Some guys on there saying, "Yeah, the bands that were started then were just really epic bands. I mean, really special." I'm like, "Oh, shut up." No, they weren't. Signed people who like came up in the '80s. Or the 70s, or the 2010s, or whatever. Oh, stop it. Yeah. I was telling, about, I was telling uh, actually, Richard, the guitar player, a uh, mutual friend, um, back when we worked for the greatest hits of the 70s station for about uh, a cup of coffee, it was a nightmare moment in our career. The station kept changing formats, but keeping us. And but we're like, we didn't change. Well, well, we didn't. We had to change jobs because they fired us. <laughs> we had no idea what they wanted us to do. So anyway... Um, <laughs> But people uh, calling the the comment line saying, "I love that you guys are playing these songs because 
high school was the best years of my life. And we'd think that is so sad. <laughs> yes. It was sad. it was kind of cool being a child. Yeah, you didn't have so much to worry about. We get that. Us too. But that's sad. Congratulations on peaking way too early yeah, in life. Peaking at age 16. Wow. Nostalgia. And Sean was telling me uh, South Park, uh, the previous season, was all about mocking nostalgia. Yeah, they, they, there was this new fruit that everybody got addicted to. They called it member berries. And the, the fruit would actually talk to you. So while you're in, member, member Star Wars? Member? Member the Wookiee? Member? And everybody was getting hooked on these member berries. Time to Netflix that. Yeah, well, I, well, I wonder if a culture is dying when it gets... Yes! <laughs> When he gets stuck in a perpetual nostalgia, remakes of old movies, remakes of old songs, rereading old books, just like we're stuck. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. Or or did the, you know, in the year... Concerts, uh, I'm looking up there, Eagles announced tour day. People pay the most money for bands that were at their heyday 40 years ago. Right. right? So right. it's just, it's, you're stuck. Culture is stuck. Can any group of human beings that doesn't include Glenn Fry call itself the Eagles, really? I'm a little uncomfortable with that. Vince Gill's going to be the Glenn Fry. Eh, Vince Gill's pretty great, but he's not Glenn Fry. Correct. Some Eagles. Call it some Eagles. Don Henley, I know you listen to the show every day. I'd call it some Eagles, and, and I wish you well. Let's call it E or Gulls. <laughs> but uh, Sean and I uh, went to a few like throwback hip-hop uh, old-school concerts last year, and I ended up just being sad. Like I used to dig the, uh, this Soul For Real song 30 years ago in high school. But now uh, it's, I'm so far from that. Yes. It just makes me think about how old I am. Because maybe, cause maybe <laughs> it's not the music that was awesome, but it was youth that really made you fond of those Indeed, days. Indeed, totally. Mm. Mm. So back to what Joe said. Being a child was good. Yes. <laughs> not a lot of responsibility. Yes. I, I just I felt more carefree back then. <laughs> Did you? <ya>? Wow. <laughs> how interesting. Tell me more. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of kids. Yes. Got a school in Florida. This was, I don't think they thought this through, but so they're trying to raise money and you could uh, donate money to something they were doing, a fundraiser. And for instance, you could get the last name of your company uh, or the logo of your company on the website if you donated a certain amount of money. Or for a $100 donation, you could get a, a lunch line pass so you could eat first. For your kid, wow! And so, for uh, how long? Uh, like perpetually? Uh, I don't know. Immediate, uh, uh, immediate, uh, immediately, people got upset about that. My dad has more money than you. Is that the message? So I get to eat first, and you have to wait. <laughs> said yes. one parent. <laughs> Precisely. Does anybody have any other questions? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that's sad. Is something you know? My oh jeez, my kid's high school. Um, you could, quote-unquote, buy a prime parking space, and then you decorate it, you could paint it, they had an official painting day and stuff like that, and then the money went to school programs and stuff like that. It's similar. Never occurred to me that that was like a horror, but uh, I guess it's like an income stratification of the students. Eating's it's, a little It wasn't different. super expensive, but... Eating's a little different than parking. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, you literally have to wait for the rich kid <laughs> I mean, to go eat. I think That's a little uncomfortable. I don't think you'd want to be the kid with the $100 oh. front-of-the-line pass. Everybody hates you and is mocking you. <laughs> Probably so. Probably do the old kick-your-one-foot-into-your-other-foot-as-you-walk-away maneuver so you spill your tater tots. Or give you a flat tire. Or did Michelle Obama make it illegal to serve tater tots? <laughs> or maybe there should be more of this. 
You get, to, I don't know, a seat closer to the door so you can get out faster. You get out five minutes earlier from school if your dad donates a thousand bucks. Right. Sure. Sure. You want to be the starting quarterback? That's ten thousand dollars. You get to skip one question on the final exam <laughs> yeah. for seventy five bucks. <laughs> Well, or, or $75 per question. Uh, you, you donate, you know, a couple of grand, you get to skip the whole thing. $40, you can chew gum in class. Yeah. yeah. Very simple. Fantastic. Uh, I, I'm in favor of this. <laughs> <laughs> I just think. It's actually I, a decent model of how licensing and fees work once you become an adult and you're dealing with the, the federal government yeah, on, on many different well, ways. So pay- what you're saying, it's a teachable moment. Yes. Sure. You pay extra, you get to sit at the front of the airplane. You know, it's one of those things. Yeah, exactly. Although it is school. I, you know, school, as soon as school gets out, the dad with the more money, his kid's going to a fancier school, to a fancier college. It just keeps going that way. You know what I hate almost as much as nostalgia? Um, it, and this is, it's building, and I have a feeling it's peaking, is everybody constantly outraged about everything. Everybody seeking an opportunity to be offended at all times. And it's just, it's everywhere. I mentioned this the other day. I get news feeds from various organizations. And the other day, six out of the eight stories were all woman body shamed in gym, man treated badly by blankety blank. And I was supposed to be outraged on all of their behalves, a variety of circumstances and all. I just, I don't know. I don't know. Some sort of mind your own business religion has to be started or restarted or reinvigorated or something like that. Social media, How do, you know, who was who used to say that? Was it God? Was it a, like a church youth leader or something would would always say, how does this affect you? And if you didn't have a good answer, all right, th- th- let it drop. Mind your own business. Uh, it's none of your business. Now, if it's like political prisoners are being tortured, well, then I think you can make a, 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 a moral stand. But some other, some lady is rude to some other lady in a gym in Arkansas, and I'm supposed to be angry about it and post indignant comments online. Please, who has the time? It's what we do. The phrase the internet is freaking out is, is just everywhere on the internet. Uh, Folgers changes their packaging, and the internet is freaking out. And then they post a bunch of twi- tweets uh, that are mean and angry. And Is, that's, is that's Folgers changing their packaging? Yeah, I, I like the old stuff. <laughs> I can't believe they would do this! <laughs> All right, speaking of outrage, a very unhappy listener talking about our, our discussions yesterday about Charlottesville, etc. It was one of your old uh, I'll never listen again situations, right? It was. Over Charlottesville and the president and all that. I will respond to it point by point. So, uh, Peter G., I know you vowed never to listen again. If you're listening or if somebody wants to alert you to listen, is this a, I'll be responding to your letter. Is this a healing speech you're about to give or a... My response to his letter will shock you. All right. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. One of the great migrations in American history this Monday. A hundred million people lived within a day's drive of the path of totality of the eclipse, and they don't know how many of those people are going to make the drive. Mm. I'm A hell of a lot. I'm really worried about the traffic. But anyway, talk about the eclipse later, as there is this article about uh, people regularly breaking down and crying or screaming when it happens. I don't know. (sighs) I don't mind crying. I think you're a little overly emotional if you cry, but uh, if at this... 
But uh, screams would weird me out. <laughs> if you start screaming, <laughs> what's happening? Dude, it lasts two minutes. Didn't you read the articles? <laughs> the moon is merely in. Nah, never mind. Scream away. It's more entertaining. So, uh, listen, I was going to respond to this letter from uh, one uh, Peter um, who uh, has written a, a, a respectful but extremely provocative note about why he can no longer listen to the show. And I was curious about this guy and who he is, and it turns out he's a real, real activist on your uh, so-called uh, social justice and racial justice and stuff like that. So, I, uh, which is fine and great, by the way. I, I, I respect people who stand up for what they believe, uh, even if I don't agree with what they believe in. Um, and I'm I'm not saying that to diminish his opinion. It just some of this letter was extremely provocative, and I was thinking, what have you been listening to? I don't think it's our show. Um, and now I kind of get it. I think this letter is less respectful, hey dudes, and more like activism posturing than I initially thought. Um, but I did want to respond to a couple of parts of it. Uh, Peter says that he. And I believe uh, a couple of times his family were victims of Nazis and white supremacists in the California Bay Area. Recently? No. Um, Bay Area Nazis. Yeah, there, there aren't that many. But um, that doesn't matter if you're actually a, a victim of it. And I'm, I'm sorry you had to suffer you know, those, uh, those things. When I was a child, a rock was thrown through my bedroom window with neo-Nazi propaganda tied to it. My mom was assaulted by white supremacists and put in the hospital. I was called a terrorist when I was in high school and bullied by the white kids. And I, I, I have no idea, you know, what he is or not white, apparently. And, um, uh, but it doesn't really matter if you're bullied and, and, and beaten down. Uh, even with all the hate my family's experienced here, I always publicly condemn violence on the left and advocate that progressives reach out to conservatives. Uh, but things have changed. And even though that's precisely what we've always done, he is outraged. He accuses me, Joe Getty in particular, of, quote, bending over backwards to excuse Donald Trump's wildest actions in the alt-rights resurgence in America. I would point out that we receive uh, many, many emails, texts, etc., with equal vehemence. Uh, saying we are way too hard on Trump. So I don't know where that live, leaves us, Peter. Um, but then he he talks about the ugliness in Charlottesville. And a couple of uh, sentences I thought were uh, well put together. It doesn't matter who threw the first punch, even though reports on the ground in the VA governor say alt-right protesters first started throwing objects, including homemade tear gas, uh, beer bottles, chunks of rocks, and urine at liberal counter-protesters and police. Uh, that certainly may well be. A lot of uh, the, the the folks who showed up were angry about the Robert E. Lee statue being removed and the name of the park being changed, et cetera, et cetera. And they're spoiling for a fight. Uh, literal Nazis were marching on a college campus and in public parks with full body armor, open carry handguns, semi-auto rifles, and swastika flags. That seems like pretty clear inciting incident like a pretty clear inciting incident to me. I wonder what the response from Joe would be if instead of alt-right protesters... It were a fundamental Islamic march. What if they were armed in the same way? If American protesters arrived and there was a skirmish, do they both share equal blame? Do they have a legitimate grievance against America because, quote, there is violence on both sides? Well, um, well, I would even to that. 
and I'm uh, no fan of uh, the uh, the hardcore Islamists, but if they got a permit to have a rally and they're legally carrying weapons, um, then they get to meet. That's the Constitution. That's what and they get to do. People don't get to run up and beat them up. And, yeah. I agree 100%. So there's your answer, Peter. Thank you for asking. Now, I will tell you this, and it's it's one of the it's one of the frustrations of doing this job. Um, but there are plenty of rewards, so I'm not complaining net. I'm just telling you the sometimes we'll have taken in so much mainstream media coverage of an event and its aftermath. When we come in to do the show, a significant amount of the show is a reaction to that. And sometimes maybe too much. And maybe we should start at the beginning and reset the situation completely and start from the beginning and describe it and our reactions to it, then get to the mainstream media stuff, which is 90% of what people hear. You know, part of the the reason the show has been so popular across the Western United States is we are not in lockstep with the media, and people get a different point of view, and I would like to think a better, more intelligent one, and certainly, certainly more balanced than the roughly, what is it, 88% of journalists who declare as Democrats or progressives. That's just, that's not good. Anyway, having said that, could be we leapt to the counterbalance a little too quickly and left the wrong impression. And uh, that might be fair criticism. Because we, I, I'll just speak for myself, I view what happened in Charlottesville in the context of the political violence we've seen in the Western United States and how Jack and I have been saying over and over again, if you let it go on the left, the right is going to get violent too, and then you're going to have rolling street battles, deaths, and bloodshed all across America, which is precisely what's been happening. So, yeah, we saw Charlottesville more in the context of that than maybe other people might have or the mainstream media. MSNBC this morning, one of the uh, one of the women on M- on a Morning Joe actually had the either intell- either the grotesque dishonesty or the complete lack of awareness to say and these these neo Nazis, these racists, this alt right group attacking peaceful protesters who just came there to give their point of view. Well, that's just a lie. I mean, both sides were heavily armed and came ready to crack each other's heads open. Well, the, the East Coast and the media is driven by the East Coast. That's why we try to be the voice of the West. But the, the East Coast has missed the Antifa story. Mm-hmm. They don't know what Antifa is. And they're uncomfortable with it because they ideologically are. And here's the problem, Peter, uh, that I have with you and your folks. And I will offer this as uh, respectfully as you, your somewhat overwrought criticism of us. Y'all reserve the right to call everybody a fascist. You call everybody, quote, alt-right. Anybody to the right of Mitt Romney to you is a, is a fascist and has no human rights and ought to have their head split open by a bike lock. You reserve the right. And, oh, my God, the Internet. What, what's that phrase, Vince? The Internet's going wild or the Internet is pissing The Internet is freaking or, out about. <laughs> the, the Internet is freaking out about. That's not free speech. That's hate speech. And hate speech isn't protected. But you, Peter, you and your friends reserve the right to declare what is hate speech. I don't give you that right. You don't get to. 
And then you reserve the right to silence or smack over the head anybody who disagrees with you. I reject that. On the other hand, you got effing Klansmen are Nazis marching in America. It's disgusting. It's it's it would be laughable were it not so dangerous. But it's it's a heap load of stupid. I'll give you that. On the other hand, we've always had that. I was talking about this yesterday. We've always had morons and and, and Klansmen and Nazis marching and people roll their eyes and say you're a bunch of idiots. And, And it just it never goes anywhere. The difference now is. Political violence is okay in America. Oh, man, another interesting angle. The cops standing down. Now, the, the, the mayor said, or the police chief in Charlottesville said, there was no, there was no order given to stand down. But you have journalists left, right, and center saying, the cops just watched all of it. They really didn't step in. Well, that's been the case in uh, the West Coast stuff. Yeah. Interesting trend in policing. Uh, no matter what your political views are, uh, you know, I think that's a hell of an interesting conversation to have. If a demonstration gets violent, the cops step back and say, good luck, idiots. And and I'm not I'm not automatically condemning it in all cases. If if I got 50 guys over here with ball bats and clubs and, and Antifa scarves on and I got 50 morons over here with ball bats and clubs and, and like some sort of clan T-shirt or some fascist haircut or something, and they've come to the park to beat the bejesus out of each other, I'm not sure I need to send uh, uh, Joe Cop in there. But that's not what happened in San Jose at the Trump rally where they showed up and beat down people who were just walking into an arena and the police didn't do anything. Right. That is also not what happened when Milo Yiannopoulos tried to speak at Berkeley. And the leftist types were beating the bejesus out of not only people who came to see Milo, but people who who said, wow, what's going on over there, and walked over, and they're splitting heads open, Peter, because they want to increase the level of violence to start the so-called revolution. Did you condemn them at the time? You say you do. I don't know. Maybe you do. And in addition to all that, Trump played it way too cute on Saturday. Agreed. Way too cute. Thinking he could pull that off. That was just really bad judgment. But, like I've always said, he's a Manhattan liberal who thinks southern white people are all racists. And that, that's what, uh, I think that's what drives his thinking. I have in my hand here a piece by one Daniel Greenfield, who's a uh, conservative commentator. And his premise, and it's, it's, you know, we can share some of it with you maybe later on, is that um, if you tolerate some racism, you tolerate all racism. Racism is a two-way street. So is violence. Extremists feed into each other. You can't legitimize one form of racism without legitimizing all of them. You can't accept one side's street violence and condemn the other side's street violence. They feed each other. Civil society depends on consensus. Racism is bad is an example of such consensus. If you normalize black nationalism, you get more white nationalism. If you normalize leftist street violence against Trump supporters, you will also get more street violence against leftists, etc. That's just absolutely self-evident and utterly clear to anybody with any sanity. But that's the sort of sanity that gets shoved aside by ideology. Boy, no, 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 no. My cause is so righteous, it's okay. Boy, that's going to lead to a lot of death. Oh, yeah. As we have predicted. You let, that, you let that political violence go, it's going to grow, and here we are. What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Well, we've got retro Trump. He's now slamming Obama over the Russia report again this morning. Good oh, news, good news for all of you who like a cocktail or two. 
and what Tiger Woods had in his system when he got arrested in May. Oh, my. That's none of your business. 635 or 735 Armstrong and Getty. I want to hear that. And also, apparently, if you don't have your airdrop settings the way they ought to be on your phone, you're going to get pictures of people's genitals. Oh, boy. Just out of nowhere show up on your phone. That's a new thing. Don't want them. Don't want them. If only, Charles. It's not teat. No. No, it's not. Stay with us. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Got a department store in North Carolina where somebody posed the mannequins with their arms raised in a uh, Nazi salute. Oh, man. That's not helpful. And one shopper said, how many people walked by these mannequins and did nothing? I don't pay that much attention to mannequins. What I might, am I going to do? I might not have noticed. Uh, if I'd have noticed, I'd have said something to someone. Hey, all your mannequins are giving the Hitler salute. Oh, and or, and or, it looked like they were waving at their friends. Come on. Come on. They're eh. Nazi friends? Don't see yeah, they're they're Nazi, Nazi friends. friends. You don't see a lot of mannequins <laughs> like this. <laughs> I'd have to see a picture. Okay. I'll get you one. Uh, uh, news now, Marsha Phillips. Well, once again, President Trump is ripping former President Obama over Russia. Official Trump tweet reader, Vincent Nicholas. According to a report just out, President Obama knew about Russian interference three years ago, but he didn't want to anger Russia. Politico reporting the Obama administration had been warned numerous times between 2014 and 2016 Moscow was building operations aimed at disrupting the American political system. That's according to more than a half a dozen current and former officials. So Politico That's pretty interesting. Politico reported that. Trump jumped on it this morning. So we knew about it a long time ago, and then I would like to know more about what we did and didn't do uh, in that uh, in that meantime. Probably a lot of what can you do was the problem. So this story in the New York Times, I don't understand why it's not getting more more attention. North Korea's missile success is linked to a Ukrainian plant. On a report by David Sanger in the New York Times, this Ukrainian plant that has built rockets for the Russians for years. That's wow. where they they build their their rockets. And uh, so the 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 suspicion that is is a, that brilliant. The way Putin is brilliant at this, you know, like sending in soldiers with no insignia and all that sort right. of stuff, the way he does this sort mm-hmm. of thing. They use the same plant that they had used forever to, in Ukraine so they can claim it's not them. But why would the Ukrainians be selling rockets to the North Koreans? Um, this is how North Korea has leapt so far so fast. This is why our intelligence people have been so surprised. How did they get here? We thought they were three years away from this and they right. got here uh-huh. in a week. It's because Russia is building their great rockets and giving them to the North Koreans. Wow. If Putin, and I think this is what's going on, if Putin is arming North Korea to make them more of a danger to the United States, I mean, that's a hell of a move. You remember when Barack Obama mocked Mitt Romney? Oh, that was so funny. Hey, Everybody the 80s thought called, that was so clever. The 80s called, they want their foreign policy back. Right. That's that what he super said. Super clever. Won the election. That is a hell of a move. That is a hell yeah, of a move. I would say so. President Trump may be inching closer to issuing his first presidential pardon. Trump retweeted a Fox News story this morning saying he is seriously considering a pardon for former Maricopa County Sheriff Joe Arpaio. Arpaio convicted of criminal contempt for maintaining patrols targeting illegals. A state judge ordered him to stop the practice some years back. Trump called the 85-year-old a great American patriot who's done a lot in the battle against illegal immigration. And we've got a new study out that reveals moderate drinkers are healthier than heavy drinkers and non-drinkers. 
new research published in the Journal of the American College of Cardiology found heavy drinking increases your chances for cancer, but moderate consumption... Of course, they consider heavy drinking if you have a beer and a half once once a month. (laughs) Moderate consumption can have real health benefits. Some research suggests consuming some alcohol on a regular basis reduces blood pressure, improves the function of blood vessels... And Makes the, other people more attractive. Music sounds better. <laughs> Gives you more patience with idiots. <laughs> Makes you think that you can dance just fine when you clearly can't. <laughs> right. But Makes, you don't care. <laughs> Makes you think buying this is a good idea. Uh-oh. <laughs> and in the case of wine drinkers, it may introduce plant-based chemicals that break down toxins. So there you go. For moderate drinkers, good news, allegedly. Toxin. A um, big uh, package arrived at the house the other day. Yeah. I'm not even going to tell you what it was. And it's sitting there in our dining room. I said to Judith, I said, why did we buy that? She says, I don't know. Why do you, th- <laughs> what's your memory of it? I said, I don't know. She said, sounds like a drunk purchase to me. We both agreed that we needed a new hammock. <laughs> I am going to tell you what it is. A new hammock. What's wrong with that, you might say? We already have a hammock. <laughs> do we need a better one? I don't know. The one we got seems fine. Neither one of us is clear on whose idea it was or how we got it. Anybody need a new hammock? The ability to purchase things right. and oh. of, of any dollar value, I mean really expensive things if you want, with one touch of the thumb on your phone yeah. is, uh, is something that's new. In the world, yeah, yeah. This was, luckily this was not like you know a thousand dollar set of golf clubs or anything like that. It was a heck of a lot less than that. But somebody ought to remember <laughs> when it seemed like a good idea or why. Toxicology results indicate Tiger Woods had five different drugs in his system when he was arrested in May. God, Tiger! The results showed Woods tested positive for Vicodin, Dilaudid, Xanax. Ambien and THC when he was arrested for suspicion of driving under the wow. influence. Boy, he was, uh, he, wow. was, he really needed to mellow out, didn't Quite he? Quite the cocktail there. <laughs> Painkillers, Xanax, yep. and pot. And pot. God damn it. Wow, he is really wound up tight. Anyway, he was good and relaxed. I tried to activate my glutes. <laughs> he was really relaxed sitting there in his Mercedes with four flat tires at a stoplight, <laughs> yes. sound asleep. With damage to the front and back of the car. <laughs> On the East Coast, thinking you just finished a round of golf in California. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Very, very relaxed. It, evidently, his glutes were too active that night. He had to do something to bring them down. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. We've talked about this before, how um, occupational licenses are hurting the economy. Oh, yeah. Plus, uh, Elizabeth Warren just declared the Democrat Party is hers over the weekend. Somebody's got to take the the reins. She's as good as anybody. Uh, Elizabeth Warren versus Trump. I can see that race. Battle of the populists. I can see that. God help us. That'd be all. Our nasty feet. That would be some presidential race. Uh, Stay with us. We got a lot on the way. Freaking saluting mannequins. Damn it. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
Saturday's violence in Charlottesville was preceded on Friday by white supremacists marching on the UVA grounds using Nazi slogans and salutes, and in a photo you've probably seen by now, holding tiki torches. This looks like an episode of Survivor where nobody lasted eight hours. Also, it's really hard to come off as intimidating mom when you got torches from your mom's patio. Mom, could I borrow the tiki torch? Is it for a Nazi rally? <laughs> yes, then no, Kevin. <laughs> Beautiful. And then somebody said, okay, well, fine. The tiki torch company said they, uh, they didn't make these to be used by Nazis. How about the cultural appropriation from the Polynesians? Yeah. Huh? How about that? And various torch-burning peoples around the world. This is the way somebody posed the mannequins at a department store in North Carolina. Are you going to tell me that's not the Hitler salute? Oh, yeah, with them standing in line like that? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's definitely uh, Nazis. I mean, it's... it's Did it's, a Nazi do that, or somebody who's into hijinks, a troll? Well, right. It's It's so hard to say. Well, and, and honestly, are we afraid that the mannequins are Nazis? Well, and this quote from somebody who said, the number of people who shopped in this store and just ignored it and didn't say anything, I think I just I don't pay that much attention to mannequins. I think that's the thing. But I'll pay more attention in the future. Uh, here's a text we got. I'm going to read this word for word. Well, mostly word for word. I have to change one word. But oh, boy. Just to give you an idea of some of the correspondence we get. You vagina's virtue signal so upset with Whitey, you are so fat and weak. I'm back to my Cape Fear workout, you fat turds, and I poop in coffee cans and it keeps my edge. Oh, there's a tip. A little life hack for you. So is he for us or against us? I don't know. Um, I'm actually a fan of the body part he keeps comparing us to. I mean, it's uh, lovely. So they did a focus group thing, USA Today. Of uh, Trump voters, uh, and then uh, combining it with some other just regular polling that they did, eighty-three percent approval rating among Republicans still for uh, Donald Trump. Although it is down a lot among the strongly approve, has dropped a lot, seventy-three percent down to fifty-nine percent since February, um, and that is based they believe on the based on the focus group almost entirely on the inability to get the health care thing going. Hmm. and inability to work with Congress at all. All the bickering, fighting, and and firings is taking away from solving our problems. Just some of the quotes from people in the focus group. They just see it as kind of dysfunctional and chaotic. Yeah, I think that's be fair. Hard to look at it and not think that. I mean, there was going to be some dysfunction and chaos just because he was bringing in a new thing. D.C. wasn't going to go with the old hands on deck. Uh, but, yeah, it's been chaotic. Um and um uh, dis- well and listen you can't make your big claim I hire the best people I know how to hire good people and you hire mooch <sighs> yeah no kidding I mean that's this floundering dislike of the Republican Party is growing after the uh, inability to um repeal slash replace boy who was that I saw over the weekend Lindsey Lindsey Graham Lindsey Graham on one of the talk shows saying this is it this is the end of the Republican Party as we know it <laughs> he's he's got a new plan. For the healthcare thing, he said, if we're going to ignore this and like just move on to other things and not take up my plan or some other plan, it's over. We can't claim anything anymore. What mm. are we What are we going to tell people? I would agree. What are you going to stand on stage and tell people this next election cycle? What's the point? You couldn't have said anything louder or longer than your speech about Obamacare. Right. And then you didn't have the, the, the guts, a lot of you, to vote for it when it mattered. 
I, just, well, I, I don't know how anybody's going to listen to y'all. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's willing to give enough to get the win, some of them for principled reasons, but I congratulate Barack Obama and Nancy Pelosi put the Republicans in a nearly impossible spot. Really? Yeah, because, you know, people are used to the benefit now. They're used to the entitlement. They want it. Um, But number of uh, Trump voters on the panel who said they uh, regret their voting for Trump, zero. Wow. A zero. Hmm. So not one that wishes they were given the choice or Hillary. Would you have voted for Hillary? Not a one. And Uh, we've seen the polls of uh, with Hillary, the people that she's dropped way down from people that would have voted for her who who wish they hadn't voted for. So, yeah. See, it still comes down to a two person choice. Right. Next time around. So if it is Donald Trump and Elizabeth Warren, who wins that battle? I'm not sure that Elizabeth Warren wins that battle. There will be astonishing levels of ugliness. (laughs) Oh, my God. I think she's certainly more well-equipped to handle Trump's style of of rhetoric on the debate stage than Hillary Clinton ever was. Oh, yeah. Well, Hillary wasn't good at really anything when it came for running for president. Yeah, Elizabeth Warren's pretty uh, pretty sassy, that whole thing. But, yeah, it will be just, God dang it. I mean, I hate hate to, you know, already be talking about this, but that, that will be... If we thought we saw a low in political discourse, if we get two full-on populists rallying the people, God, it could get just, well, that's where we are. They may have to move the debates to HBO. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be awesome. God, if she gives as good as she gets from Trump, that could be exciting. Gotta help the union. I'm moving to Paraguay or Uruguay. I can never keep them straight. Does your dog sitter need a license? Should they need a license? That, among other things, we're going to talk about coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.